0: They do have a time out
1: Yvonne looney should get a statue outside of Chase Center what my a tweet. donation you read go another episode oh I'm sorry you, read my <laughs> you do tweet? that No, no we do it. No,
0: I know, man I'm right here He read my Read my all tweet.
1: right. Read Welcome my to another tweet. episode of a catch and devs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host Zach, my guy. I know you saw that tweet. I bet you agree oh, with he that. Read, he read my tweet. I wrote I
0: tweeted that at first out of all people. I tweeted oh. it first, right here. I got the I got the receipts. Build Kevon Looney a statue outside of Chase Center and give him the max. Give him the max.
1: Uh, max is reaching it a little bit. Give him
0: the max. Give him the max. Man, what a win. 100%. What a win. Yeah. What a freaking win. The Golden State Warriors have a 2 0 series lead and are six wins away from an NBA Finals title and their fourth
1: in the Dynasty era.
0: It, 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 I just find that amazing that they're only six wins away with how these last two years have gone with the sadness and uh, gut-wrenching feeling of game six in 2019, Kevin Durant leaving in 2019 free agency, then Steph breaking his hand. Warriors going, I don't even know what the record was in that year, 15 and 50-something.
1: I think it was 15 and 60, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, and then drafting James Wiseman with the second overall pick. And then oh, the year where the podcast started, where it was just...
1: It's terrible.
0: Weird, <laughs> mediocre Warriors and Steph carrying the team and losing the playing game to now. where It's the revival. It's, it's the just, revival, it, my guy.
1: It, it, it is amazing.
0: It's it's been such a long two years.
1: I mean, Warriors fans
0: are blessed to see. I'm so happy to see peak Warriors playoff basketball in the postseason. It just – I think a lot of NBA fans and Warriors fans just got to witness this greatness and appreciate it because, you know, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, they only have a couple more years left five six seven five six years left so i mean just appreciate
1: it while you have it yeah i mean six months away yeah this road has been special i mean like what you say it's a roller coaster this year right they started off really hot and then basically it was a shaky middle of the year and then now like it's starting to peak up again so um the revival of the dynasty i wouldn't say dynasty but the revival towards the end of the dynasty, I guess, because let's be honest here. I mean, Steph, Clay, and Dre probably don't have much at the top. Let's let's be real here. They probably have three years max, I think, before they start to really, really decline, because what, Steph's 34, Draymond's, I think, 32, I think. Clay's also 32 as well, so, I mean, it's they're in the twilight. They're trying to run off, ride off into the sunset, so... um Yeah, let's get into it. Game two, um, I would kind of describe this as a battle of the two halves this game. Um, The Warriors were pretty much down in the first half, I think as much as 19. Uh, Zach, uh, what were your instant reactions seeing that 19-point deficit in the first half? I wasn't surprised because when I saw Dallas
0: shooting lights out, even with the bad perimeter defense, they were still shooting lights out with – hands in their faces and they shot 15 three pointers in the first half. It just showed me that I think it was Dallas's night to shoot lights out and take a game on the road. And I thought the game was over at that point when they were down 19, then when they were down at 14 at halftime, I had a little bit of hope, but I wasn't um surprised. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I knew that the Warriors. I think I thought that they were going to be a little bit too comfortable coming out of the gates after how they played Game One, and that played right into the Mavericks' advantage, and they were up twenty to eight at one point.
1: But got to give all credit to Luca. Luca was great. I mean,
0: yeah, uh, he, he made tough some, shots, and you just got tipped the cap. There were some shots where you can't guard that at all and um but the only point poignant point that I want to make in the first half is I don't even know if I made any sense but the only point I want to make in the first half that I had a problem with is uh Damian Lee on four in the first half that's like I'm not trying to NBA players yes they get paid to play the game of basketball but that stint that Damian lee had was
1: rough is the word
0: rough is no it was the worst it
1: was the worst state of basketball i have ever seen in my life i wouldn't call it the worst in a basketball but it was i I exaggerated that i exaggerated that. rough
0: is an understatement that it was just he had some good looks he missed all of them um are we surprised by that though I mean he he's on the roster because he's a shooter and he gets paid because he's a shooter. Um not
1: we for, all know the reason. I'm not going to say it, but we all know the reason.
0: Not not bringing into the factory that he's Steph's brother-in-law, but you know that's besides the point. Um and then he has that incident with David Berton's where they were both issued double technicals which I don't really understand. Um because it just seems like they got all tangled up. And I don't know why Damian Lee was pointing his finger at him. Like, man, just walk away, bro. Like, it's okay to get tripped up like that. And then Draymond comes in and tries to defend Damian Lee. And Draymond already had a technical at the time. And I was saying that Draymond should not get ejected for defending Damian Lee, in my opinion. But, oh, oh well. Um, But this this just proves the point that Damian Lee, I think – his time is done with the playoff minutes, and who and he's playing in the GP two a uh, minutes, there are minutes, and I think what Steve Kerr did in the fourth quarter was something I did not expect him to do at all with bringing in Moses Moody, who is a nineteen-year-old rookie who looked like a thirty-year-old bet out there, um and played. I don't know how many minutes he played, but he, think played, he played, he
1: played 10 minutes. He played, he 10, played
0: minutes. 10 solid minutes and he was in the plus category the whole way through, played solid defense, had a few nice assists. Um, and I think that just proved the point that until GP two and Iggy come back, which is probably nearing the NBA finals if the Warriors, make it there. Uh, knock on wood, cross the fingers. Um uh, that it should be Moses Moody or Jonathan Kaminga's minutes. Your thoughts on that? That's just my uh
1: okay. So um when Steph went out for Damian Lee, right? I think the Warriors were down five. And the Damian Lee minutes caused them to be down 19. Why? Damian Lee's not really known for this defense. And the def the lack of defense from Damian Lee led to open threes that killed the Warriors that half. Um, I was just very disappointed in Damian Lee. Like you said, um, I don't think he should even see a court in the playoffs. If he does, I'm actually going to question what the coaching staff is doing. Cause let's be real here. He doesn't, I don't want to say deserve to be on the court, but like he doesn't deserve to have meaningful minutes on the court. If that makes sense. he um, was just awful. like, like- I'm going to chill it with the
0: slander. He was just bad tonight. And so was Draymond, in my opinion. Draymond, oh, yeah,
1: is... Draymond was non-existent in the Draymond first half. Was... We would say the entire game, he was non-existent. Besides that three he hit in, like, the fourth quarter. But, like, that I was besides say, the point. I
0: would say subpar, but I think he was worse than that. I think he was off tonight, especially getting into foul trouble. He was out almost the entire third quarter with five fouls. And number five came into the game, and he picked Draymond – back up, Kevon Looney, who had 21 points and 12 rebounds. Um, But just to end the Damian Lee stuff, Moses Mooney, Jonathan Kaminka, they deserve those minutes. Keep it a buck.
1: Yeah, and then that that kind of leads into the the second half transition where, you know, down 14, right? Um, I guess the Warriors have been in this spot before where they were down pretty big. Um, I think under the Steve Kerr era since 2015, the Warriors have won 12 games, including tonight, where they were down 15-plus points. So the game plan was not to chuck up a bunch of threes. The Warriors are experienced. They have veteran presence. And they said, hey, there's this amount of possessions left in the game. Let's take it one possession at a time. And they attack the paint. Um, I think that was the big thing too, Zach. I mean, they, they kind of attacked inside going out, where just attack the paint because you saw Kevon Looney was getting a bunch of touches at the paint. I can't Steph guard and- him.
0: Maxi Kleba and David Bertrands yeah. and uh, Dwight Powell, they can't guard. They they can't guard. They're not elite interior defenders. That's why you say, see Steph take it to the rack a lot. That's why you see Andrew Wiggins take it to the rack a lot. They know that they can get in there and find a way to get a bucket in. And, and that's, I think, another reason why Steph and Jordan Poole have been feeding Looney in
1: the paint, because it works. Yeah, that's what I said before the series, right? Because there's no rim protection at the rim. I would be expecting JP and Steph to go downhill, and they did just that. I mean, Jordan Poole had really key buckets in the fourth. Steph had crazy finishes, and he pretty much carried the fourth quarter, but that's what's going to win them this series is not the three-point shooting. It's the inside game. I know the Warriors don't have that seven-foot presence, but you have amazing finishers, not amazing. You have an amazing. I wouldn't say JP is an amazing fisher- finisher, but he's a really good finisher. Uh, Steph's a, a really good side. finisher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that that you probably get my point though. But like, they're really for good his, finishers for,
0: for his size. He's pretty. He's above average. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. But um, yeah. I mean, attacking the paint's going to win them this series, not the three game, because um, that's what the Mavs kind of did. They they live and die by the three um since the the shots weren't falling in the in the third and fourth, they're pretty much stagnant and it, it depended on Luke a lot to kind of bring them back into the game where they were pretty much trading baskets mostly in the fourth so um that was mostly the game I saw in the second half where warriors attacked inside, Mavs kept shooting in threes and the warriors called their way back. I think the reason because of that run is because of three players well four. Kevon Looney, Jordan Poole, Otto Porter, and Steph. Um, we can start off with Kevon Looney. I mean, the man's probably en route to win, possibly, possibly win the Western Conference Finals MVP. My guy, um, twenty-two rebounds. I don't think he wins it, but I mean, he's a good candidate. Twenty-two yeah, he's rebounds. A,
0: he's, a, he's a good. He's a good candidate, but but I think a lot of the voters feel like. They what's a polite way of putting it? Screwed Steph with not getting him that finals MVP in 2015. Um maybe, maybe one of those finals MVPs that KD won. I would say 2018. 2018, yeah. Um, so I think Steph's going to win it. Um, and you know that'll make all the advanced advanced uh, legacy stats. You need your finals MVP awards, uh, better res for uh, look like a better resume for Steph. So, um, but sorry, I interrupted. You. you can continue. No, you're no, no, you're, no, just you're just good. Pointing out, man, that Steph's gonna win finals Western Conference Finals MVP. Uh,
1: well, and we'll, we'll just have to see how the rest of the games unfold. But I mean. 22 rebounds for Looney in game one. And game two, he just built upon that, like 21 points and 10 rebounds. Um, the The guy was pretty much all around the court, playing defense, shutting, shutting down the isolation baskets from Dallas. And it's like, um, that's what we need from Looney. He's a star in his role. That's why I give a ton of props to him for doing what he does. And I don't think the Warriors would be – or the at without Kavan Looney, like Steve Kerr said. Um, Jordan Poole, he was really good. Um, hit really good buckets 23. I think he was plus, also in that
0: plus 40. He was plus, 49. He was plus 40 tonight. Jordan Poole, yeah, or
1: Jordan Poole was plus 40. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Dang. Wow. Let me, um, let me
0: check my stats. Let me check my stats. I'm yeah, but sure
1: um, but Jordan Poole was also in the forefront of that run, and I would say the middle third, I guess. Um, it's just him attacking the basket, being confident in, his, in himself. That's what's key in this series, right? No, <laughs> no <laughs> shop ran, I rounded up a little, a little bit too much, plus 26. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's a 14-point jump there, my guy. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. He may, they may have, I may have read a stat where he was combined with. Um... Oh, combined in the two games? Yeah, combined in two games, my bad. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, Plus, yeah, I mean, is
0: still pretty solid for a guy coming off the bench. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, what do
1: you think of Jordan Poole's impact in games 1 and 2 so far? I mean, it's been, um, it's his been great. Way to,
0: his way to attack the basket has impressed me a lot. Um both him and Steph and attacking the basket and being aggressive um have impressed me and what I like to see a lot cuz I think both of them yeah, they may overshoot a, overshoot from the three point line. I understand they're both elite three point shooters, but I mean seeing them if attack it's not the going basket, in. Yeah. If it's not going it's, in, attack the basket. Yeah. If it's not going in, take it to the rack. And both of them have done that done that extremely well. Has Jordan Poole he was cooking David Bertons in the third quarter. Let me tell you that. He um, was. They couldn't guard him. Step back three to take the lead, I'm pretty sure. Or it was to get – It was like to extend it to five, I think. Yeah, to extend it to five and was dapping out the finance bros courtside. So, absolute <laughs> legend. <laughs> um, But I want I want to give my flowers to Andrew Riggins again, man. I've been giving my flowers to Andrew Riggins every single freaking episode. Guy was <laughs> amazing. 21 points. or. Man, that was no, he had thirteen. 16, uh, he had
1: 16,
0: sixteen. Sixteen. Man, I'm not reading the stat sheet right at all. Come
1: on, bro. <laughs> sixteen. Sixteen
0: points. Um,
1: and it, it's it just—it's
0: it, been aggressive. Andrew Wiggins for both of these two games. He's taking to the—he's wide open from down, and he's playing extreme elite def, defense. He was playing great defense on Luka tonight. No matter if it was Luca at the end of the half hitting that. Near half court three pointer with Andrew Wiggins in his face. Yeah, that he, was nuts. Yeah, it he, just tipped the
1: cap. Just Andrew Wiggins the cap. did everything
0: he could to defend Luke on that play. And it just. Luke is a star in the making and he if he's No, hot, he is
1: a star. He's a star. Not a star in the making. He's a star. A
0: superstar in the making. There we go.
1: Okay. Makes sense. Um,
0: I mean, just Andrew Wiggins has been tremendous. Kevon Looney has been tremendous. Steph Curry's been tremendous. And I, I, and Jordan Poole, I put Jordan Poole in that category. Um Clay and Draymond, on the other hand, I'm a little bit. we need to about. step up, dog. Um Clay did hit some timely shots down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Got to give him that. Draymond was non-existent in games two. He did hit that big three in the fourth quarter, which brought me back to like 2016, but. <laughs> Both him and Clay need to step it up a little bit. Um, I think Clay will find his rhythm. um, But just pure championship resiliency from the Warriors
1: tonight. 100%. You can see that championship resiliency go through everyone from the first guy to the 16th guy. You look at Andrew Wiggins. I mean, people say Luka dropped 42, but it was a tough 42. I'm going to be honest here. That was some tough shots that he made. I would say half of his 42 shots were pretty, were pretty tough. I know he went to the free throw line. Like he had 15 free throw attempts, I think, but like they made it tough on him. And that's what that kind of defense is supposed to do for Luca. Just make it tough on him, make Mm -hmm. him take tough contested shots. If he makes it, Hey, hell of a shot, hell of a player. But that's what the Warriors did tonight. And that's what you have to clap your hands for, for Andrew Wiggins. And I'd like to point,
0: I'd like to point that the Warriors, that stretch in the third and the beginning of the fourth quarter, where they went on that run and take the lead. That was when Steph, Clay, and Draymond were not on the floor. Not on the floor. That that lineup consisted of Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, and Otto Porter Jr. Yeah, and I'm going to give my fires to Otto Porter Jr. as well. Otto Porter Jr., he was a small forward throughout his career here in the NBA comes to the Warriors. And now he plays like a power forward center position. It's just another example of how the Warriors development staff has improved tremendously from last year, especially with Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga's development. I just thought it was tremendous that they went on that run to take the lead without Steph, Clay, and Ramon on the floor. It's the and trust. It was, yeah. It was primarily, the trust. primarily led by
1: Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the trust that Steve Kerr has in the guys. Um, Otto Porter, I mean, he hit really good shots. I mean, to put them up one, and it's just Otto Porter's presence, the vet IQ, being in the system a whole year, he knows the ins and outs, he knows the angles, and that's what propelled the Warriors to take that lead. Moses Moody, I mean, I know he didn't really score, but like the impact he had on the court compared to Damian Lee um, was valuable just soaking up minutes for rest guy for the rest. Um, he had a really good dump off assist to Looney. He had good defensive moments and that's why, you know, he's going to earn a rotation spot moving forward. Like you said, when, before GP two and Andre come back. So um, overall great win, but I do want to analyze this from the map side. Um, in the third, in the second half, they kind of stopped going at Steph and pool which was very interesting because the first half when they did that guaranteed them a lot of success. What do you think is the reason why they kind of shifted that game plan and went at Looney when they saw no success at that in game one?
0: Um, I think they could have gotten an advantage with, you know, Loon isn't the fastest guy. I mean, he he's not – I think they're trying to attack him from the perimeter side of things. I think if you have – Luca at the three point line and Looney guarding him. I feel like it's easy for Looney or easier for Looney or Luca. My gosh, Luca to get a step back three on Looney than it is for Steph or JP. Um, obviously, it didn't work because um, Kevin is the best center left
1: and out of the four teams in the NBA. So, I mean, they saw in Game One where going at Looney doesn't work, and they went back at it in the second half which made no sense to me because when they went in Steph at JP, it worked. And it kind of confused me why they shied away from that. So um, I, I looked for Dallas.
0: I'm not just yeah. a
1: kid. Yeah, but I look at, I'm going to look to Dallas to continue to exploit that matchup and to try and attack the basket because, I mean, they were basically shooting threes and they were three happy and they died by the three. So uh yeah, um, which
0: is the thing I I don't think is the smartest thing because you saw in the third quarter when nothing was going at all, and it was they a just lot kept of that, chucking it. A lot of that was just they have a somewhat of an open look from three point range or a deep two, they just take it and it doesn't go. No setting up an offense, trying to get an easy bucket down low, none of that. They just kept chucking, and I think that's what killed them. For, and let the Warriors back into the game with the Warriors being able to get stops and then taking a lead in the third quarter. So you know.
1: Yeah. And this series is not under, it's not over at all. I mean, maybe. I don't know. No, it's not over because we saw what Dallas did to yep. Phoenix. Nah, bro. They're being too ambitious. Um, we saw what Dallas did to Phoenix. Phoenix was up 2-0 and they won in seven. So I mean, you're going to Dallas. Um, it's an environment where Dallas's role players hit their shots. Um, what's the game plan going into Dallas? Like, what do you expect the Warriors to do in game, game Three? The game plan is to take one in Dallas. That's what the game
0: plan is. That's my mindset. You take one yeah. in Dallas. If you take one in Dallas, you don't play with your food. In Game Five, you win at home, and your Finals bound. You win one in Dallas. And I think the Warriors have shown
1: throughout the dynasty era from 2014. uh... They've won 25 straight series. No, in every series they played in, they've won a road game. So 25 series dating back to 2013. From 2013 on,
0: when they play the Nuggets in the first round all the way to now, Excluding the past two years, they have found a, they have shown that they can find a way to win on the road. One on the road against the Raptors in the finals. They won on the road in Game Six against the rap against the Rockets in the conference semis. Um, they they just find a way to win in big moments on the road, and I think they're going to win at least one on the road. Maybe a hot take. I don't think it is, but I think they can win one on the road, and they can come back and win at home in game five NB finals bound, but you know, it's the playoffs, anything can happen. And I fully expect the Mavs to not have a second half collapse that they did tonight. I think a lot of these guys are going to shoot better at home. They're going to play better at home, especially the role players. And I
1: think Luca is probably going to have another 40 point performance yeah, I mean, I expected too. I mean, I expected this game too, and I was pretty right. Like Luca had forty; he had forty-two, and I said I expected Luca to have forty, and he did. Um, but if you're Dallas, this has to be uh, disheartening, right? Up nineteen, shooting the ball well, and it just kind of collapsed. So, I mean, how do you even recover from that, <laughs> especially with a game that you're I don't want to say it was a must-win, but it was like it was like a like a winnable game, like because we've seen we've seen all oh, these they winnable should, games. Yeah, That's lit. They should have
0: won that game. They were up by double digits in the quarter, and if they kept hold streak, and they kept hitting their shots, they would probably would have won by ten to twenty points. I, 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 I don't think the Warriors would have cut it to single. I think they may have cut it to single digits, but I don't think it would have been extremely close. In the fourth quarter, if the Mavs kept hitting their shots. Yeah, it's like a way, make or miss like, league. like the way they were hitting them in the first half. They hit 15 threes in the first half. Luca had 18. He had 20 something. I think, points. Some,
1: yeah, well, something, Luka I think. Had
0: 18 points at the end of the first quarter. Nuts. Um, but all props to number 30. He had 32 points tonight. And People say he isn't clutch, man. He had some – he had that clutch shot in the fourth quarter and put him uh, – did the night-night. So, you know, put him in the bed. But got that And yeah, it's 4. night-night. 2-0 series lead, baby. 2-0 series lead. Can't get comfortable. Game three on Sunday. Like, maybe just have the mentality that you're going to come in and sweep. I feel
1: like that's a good mentality to have. Like, why not? It is. It's a good mentality, but, you know, it's – let's be honest here. It's like really MJ, hard to sweep like, a team. It's no, really hard, it's hard to sweep like, a team. Like MJ
0: said, man, I'm only packing one suit when he's going to game six in a, an opposing city, and he's not coming back to Chicago to play another game. I mean, look at that. That, that type of mentality right there. So, I think – I think the Warriors can – I don't think they'll sweep, but I think they can win at least one
1: in Dallas. I think so too. And we've just got to have to wait and see. I don't know
0: if it's Sunday or Tuesday, but that's the goal, to win one in Dallas. And I think you may have the series on ice. So, hopefully. That will conclude episode number 92 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Uh, Warriors, Mavs, Game Three, Sunday night, should be a banger, you know, absolute barn burner. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod. And uh, you know, I don't mind, man, if you guys follow me on IG or Twitter either. So it's in the bio of. Podcast's social media pages just a slight plug but I uh, conclude episode 92 out the door catching the next one it's